When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jeff leaves this afternoon to go to podcast movement in Nashville. He's going to go speak at a podcast convention. So I will be flying solo on the show Thursday and Friday, but not completely solo because I have enlisted two superstar, freaking amazing co-hosts for the next two days. Jeff, what do you think of my choices? I think they're great choices. I haven't listened to the episodes yet that you've recorded Mm -hmm. with them. But they're both long. So that, yeah. One of them's almost an hour long, isn't it? Oh, I don't know. Unless you recorded your like little chit chat afterwards. Oh, I don't know. Because the guest host you have tomorrow, you told me that you finished the whole show and then you guys sat around and talked for like another half hour. Yeah. So (laughs) if you recorded that, then, then it's not that long. But one of them is almost. Is, is over 45 minutes long, and the other one is over 40 minutes long. Oh, okay. I was just trying to make sure we had enough, and then I wound up getting deep in a conversation with these people. Um, what what so I would that makes for a good episode. What would, like, a three-word summary of tomorrow's episode be without giving away who the surprise? You mean about the person or about? Like, what topics get touched on? Is it more funny? Is it more serious? Is it about, I don't know. I think that's a loaded, I don't, I that's don't a loaded wanna, question. The, yeah, you t- yeah, but I'll say um, tomorrow's co-host, my hint to you is that um, they are a YouTube star. Okay. They are famous from the work that they have done on YouTube. Got it. Now, I just w- do want to say that I am... I'm leaving on this afternoon and I am back on Friday. So I'm gone for 48 hours. Callie has already started asking me, (laughs) are you going to miss us? Are you going to miss Ellie? Are you going to miss me? And I always, and we've, I think we've talked about this before because it's something that I struggle with all the time. I don't miss things. I don't miss People. When Jeff goes out of town, he doesn't miss me. And it, to me, is like the most offensive thing ever. But I'm I like, want to be. How could you not miss me? But I want to be honest because. I do appreciate the honesty. I just get bummed out that you don't ever miss me when you're gone. But I can't imagine that you miss me either. Like, I do miss you. Do you sit around and think like, oh, this cheeseburger that I'm having for dinner would be so much more delicious if Jeff was here? I'm more like this cheeseburger wouldn't have been so burned if Jeff was here to make it. it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, No, what I do think about is when I wake up, I'm like, the bed is so lonely. I, I, I think maybe the reason I don't miss people when I'm away from them is because like in this case, I'm gone 48 hours, probably less than 48 hours. Right. I don't see what that has to do with anything. Also, are you going to miss Ellie? I don't think so. What? 
I mean, I I know that I'm going to get pictures and videos from you. I'm going to get pictures and videos from your parents who are going to be watching her. Like, it's going to be fine. It's of course it's going to be fine, but that doesn't mean you can't miss people. All right. From now on, would you like me to say that I do miss you? No, I would like to get us to a point where, and I think you're wrong. I think you are going to miss me this time because this is the first time ever in our relationship. This is the longest we've ever gone. Without being. Without being apart. We've been together every single day, pretty much the whole day. I mean, most of the day. For like the past two years. Yeah. Inseparable so, yeah. for the past two years. Um, I think that's actually accurate because the the last time that we would have been apart, I believe, unless you went on an overnight girls trip or something, but the last time we would have been apart was the last podcasting convention. Yeah. So yep. two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, all right. Well, get I'll, to miss me. I'll try to miss you. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for air fried chicken. Mm, So good. So underrated. Yeah. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for chocolate. I need to touch on a couple of things from yesterday's episode and even from Monday's episode. Uh, First, people are very passionate about dishwasher and silverware. That I'm wrong or that I'm right about putting The, the knives handle up in the dishwasher. People... It doesn't matter what side you're on. You're very passionate about it. It's not something that there's a lot of indifference on. You're either team handles up or team handles down. I am team handles up because I feel like when I go in to unload the dishwasher and I start grabbing for stuff, I'm going to cut myself. That's why I do it. Well, we're talking about, I don't know what the proper name for this knife is. I always called it a butter knife. It's a dinner knife. A dinner knife, yeah. but it's not sharp. There's no sharp edge no, it's, to it. It's a dinner knife. Yes, it's, it's our standard day to day flatware. It's the it's the knife, but it's not a their, it's not a steak knife. There's it's no not a steak knife. It's a dinner knife. There's nothing on there that could hurt you. It's a dinner knife. Okay, so that's what I do. T Bird sent us a video because she was like, "Here's what I have to demonstrate to you," and this actually makes a ton of sense. And I'm a little bit ashamed. Yeah, that people as are a germaphobe. I did not think of this. People are texting us videos demonstrating how to do it. That's the level of passion that people have, which is so bizarre to me. But I appreciate it. I appreciate anything that people are passionate about. T Bird's point is, you put everything with the handles up. So when you're unloading your dishwasher, your grubby hands don't get the part of utensil that like goes in your mouth or whatever, like that touches your food. That part doesn't get 
tainted with your dirty hands. But then any dirty water, any residue drips down the handle. It's and not is, dirty water. And is coating the- It's not dirty water. The tines of the fork, the, the bowl of the spoon. It's clean water. The tip of the knife. Somebody pointed this out to me, and now it's like the only thing I can think of. Why aren't we putting silverware? Like, why isn't the silverware basket on the top shelf of the dishwasher? My parents is. It is? Yeah. Have you not seen their new dishwasher? They got a new dishwasher like six months ago. And I, I would, can't decide. I would pay extra for that. Well, I can't decide how I feel about it because I feel like they have super bulky silverware. So not everything fits in perfectly where it's supposed to, but they have. So it's the bottom rack. And then the traditional top rack. And then at the very top, you can put your hand on the top of the dishwasher and slide this tray out. What? And they lay on their side. All the flatware oh. lays on its side. Amen. Hallelujah. Invented by Jesus, that dishwasher is. Yeah. So apparently. Do you know the brand be- offhand? You know, I don't because I feel like my parents had some. Had some it was, I know dishwasher it was, drama. It was special order because it took them a while to get it in, I think. It, I don't think it was special order. They ordered it. Their dishwasher broke and then they had some plumbing issues, but they like ordered it in the height of COVID when everything was delayed like oh, six it. months. So it just took them forever to get it. But yeah, they have a little pull out tray that's specifically for silverware. But, you know, what if your flatware doesn't fit in there? I love that though. I love the concept. But of they it. also have, here's the other thing. They also have the basket on the bottom rack. So it's another place you can put it, which is good, but also like, shouldn't that be for plate space? I don't know. Uh, and then the second thing that we have to touch on is the whole empath discussion. We're, we didn't find an expert in like what we were talking As about. As of this show recording time, my expert has not texted me back. So but she she will. Okay. So we'll wrap that up on Monday. But more than one person made this this note, brought this to my attention. And I don't know if you got these messages as well, Callie, but it makes a lot of sense. So you and I, I think we're talking about similar very similar things over the past two days. But definition-wise, if you are a true empath, which is, I think, what I was describing, if you're a true empath, you actually absorb and take on the emotional state of people who are physically near you. So if somebody near you is sad, you become sad. If they're angry, you take on that emotion. That's a traditional empath. Yes. You and I are both empathetic people, which means we are aware of how other people feel, but we don't necessarily absorb their emotions. Is that, am I closer? No. Okay. We're just going to wait till Monday. Let's wait till Monday. Cause I was trying to, okay. I was at work yesterday, right. And I work in news and there was a story about this killer whale. Did you see that? I did not. And it got stuck on some rocks. Yes. And I was like trying not to tear up at work, not and the whale was fine. And it was actually a story that everyone was really happy about because people rescued it and got it back into the water. All I could think was, oh my Free gosh, Willie. it's so scared. It is missing its family. What if it doesn't find its family? It's probably so worried about where its friends are and it's probably worried that it's gonna die. And I was very upset about that all day yesterday. So you took on, you absorbed the feeling of the whale. Yeah. Okay. 
You're you and I. We can talk about it on Monday. Yeah. We don't with the with with, with our expert I am person. Very very passionate about this. When uh, years ago, I hit a deer who ran in front of me. Obviously, I can't and believe you're about to tell the story on the air. What? It's so sad. Well, what was sad is after it happened, Callie said, well, I wonder if any of the other deers realized that their their slower friend never made it mm-hmm. because it was at low. It was like three deer running across the street and I just couldn't break in time. And the third one was not as fast as the other two. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Uh, all right. So that will hopefully will wrap up on, on Monday. I did when I was doing the research on this whole empath thing, I did find an interesting article about not using the phrase, I'm sorry. And I think you've talked about this on the show before, Callie. Um, and I, th- I think it hits harder for women than it does guys, like using the phrase, I'm sorry, when it's not necessary. Yes. I, and feel, like I, you, have- I feel like you've talked about this like the past m- couple of months ago because you were going to try to stop doing it. Well, I have two seemingly conflicting emotions about it, and I don't know that I've ever addressed it in this much detail before. What I don't like is the apologies that are like nonsensical apologies, like you bump into someone instead of saying, excuse me, oh, I'm sorry, or you know, just, I, I'm sorry is used and used and used and used again. And the argument I think for women is don't say you're sorry. Like if you bump into someone, say, excuse me, if you don't, you know what I mean? Uh We don't need to apologize. I will say though, do you not like using it so much because you think it loses its value or because you think it makes you an over apologizer? Cause it makes me an over apologizer and it doesn't make, it doesn't let my confidence appropriately shine through. Got it. Here's I'm going to go out on a limb and somebody I'm going to ruffle some feathers, but I'm okay with it. And Jeff, you don't know the feathers I'm about to ruffle, but here we go. Do you want to apologize for ruffling the feathers in advance? No, I don't. Cause I'm actually not sorry about this thought. I've just never said it on the show. I don't know why I, there's this book called girl stop apologizing. And it's by a woman named Rachel Hollis. Now, here's where I run into the, because I feel like the I'm sorry thing, yes, I get it. Then I feel like it's taken to extremes. And what I took from that book, and the reason I don't like that book, and I did like her first book, that one, not so much, is because there is a set of people that take that to the extreme and think that it is okay to bulldoze people unapologetically. You've talked about this before the premise, your takeaway of that book, whether it was her intention when she wrote it or whether it's your interpretation of it. But what you took away from that book is you go get what you deserve, what you, what you think you deserve. And whoever you knock aside in the process is that's just collateral damage. That's casualty of war. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I know people, I actually was totally bulldozed by someone that used to be 
prominent in my life because they read that book and took it to the nth degree. And they're like, oh yeah. Um, yeah, you don't matter anymore. And I'm going to use you to get what I need. And then I'm moving on. And didn't you know, they, didn't they almost say that to you? They literally did say that oh, to me. Okay. And I said, okay, well, I basically what I said is I think that you're making a big mistake. And I think that you're going to realize that burning bridges left and right ultimately is not going to get you where you want to go. Right. And that's how we ended things. And it was an agree to disagree. And she's like, nope, I think that you bulldoze people to get what you want and nothing's going to stop me. And I'm like, all right, well, best of luck to you. Happy bulldozing. Happy bulldozing to you. Don't let the bulldozer hit you on your way out. <laughs> I actually, now that you say that out loud, I realized that actually happened to me. It, oh, did it? Well, when I got fired, like. Which were, part of it? There were people, the person that I considered such a good friend who had an opportunity to handle things in a much different way. Instead, I mean, she even put it in writing. Like I bulldozed you to get to do what's I, best for me. I had to make a choice between my family and my career and my friendship with you. And I chose my family and career or something like that. Remember yeah. that? And, and to then me, she put that's weird just, Bible verses in there. To me, that's just an excuse to be an a-hole. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, cause anytime I've heard anyone use that to the extreme degree, it's that's how you help yourself sleep at night when you're being a jerk. Yeah. And I just don't believe in operating that way. So I do think in general, women shouldn't apologize all the time. I think we apologize more often in general than men do. But I also think when you make a mistake that you do owe an apology for, don't be afraid to say it. I think I'm sorry is a great thing to say when you mean it. And <laughs> maybe some people don't mean it, but, uh, well, yeah. the, the article, Save it for when it counts that, um, that was an interesting tangent. Wasn't it? You didn't know I was going to go there. I did not know you were going to go there. <laughs> um, I didn't realize that there was going to be so much um, passion about the words. I'm sorry. Yeah, I uh, didn't either. What I wanted to share was just this article, which I thought was really interesting. And you kind of just touched on it. Um, if you do make a mistake, own the mistake, mm -hmm. but don't feel like you need to apologize for it every time. Like you can say, oh man, I see what I did. I see what I did wrong. Let me get to work on fixing that. But in the course of normal doing business, mistakes will be made and you can apologize if it costs somebody else their time or if it costs, you know, if it created an issue, you can apologize for the inconvenience. But when you make a mistake, you don't necessarily have to apologize for it. That was one part of the article. Hmm. What the other part that I thought was so interesting is that more often than not, you can replace the words, I'm sorry, with a type of gratitude. So if you're like, I appreciate you catching that. Yes. If you're stuck in traffic, rather than say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry I'm late. The traffic was so bad. You can say, thank you for being patient. Traffic was so much more worse. Oh, so I do like that. That's what I like. Um, when you ask somebody a favor, instead of saying, I'm sorry to ask, say, there is something that I would really appreciate your help with when you have a minute. Mm -hmm. So in almost every circumstance, you can often swap sorry for thank you or appreciation or something like that. I just thought mm -hmm. that was interesting. Yeah, I like that. You know what I think is interesting? 
interesting slash I know this is coming at some point in our future, but tell me if you've ever known anybody that this has happened to. One of my girlfriends calls me the other day and she has two kids under the age of 13 and one of them clogged the sink and left the water running and it flooded through two floors of their house, down the walls, have to replace, um, she called me a couple days later, they have to replace the hardwood floor. Like they have to rip out everything. I mean, it's an insurance thing. I would assume, and I don't know home repairs very well, but this is like tens of thousands of dollars worth of damage because they got to replace some of the wall. They have to replace paint. It's, on two floors it's not and like on, hardwood floors. It's not like on some weekend, a couple of friends can come over with a six pack of beer and replace it. It's like hiring contractors and stuff. Yeah. And multiple levels, which means it went from, I haven't been in her house and seen this, but I think from the way she was describing it, it was like a top floor bathroom. Oh, so every floor below. Yeah. So anyways, I was just thinking, I'm like, oh my gosh, I wonder what the most money somebody's kids have caused like damage wise. I remember an old uh, coworker of mine from years and years ago. um, His, if I'm remembering the story correctly, his daughter, um, got in the car, thought it was in reverse. It wasn't, it was in drive. And she drove right th- into the garage door, like th- in, like. Through it, like through it. through a garage like door. Her car ended up in the garage. Now, luckily the garage was empty and there was no car in there for her to hit. Yeah. So she just tore right through the garage door, ripped Ooh. it off. And then, uh, you know, what, you know, got into the, whatever, got into the garage. But the thing is, what caused the most damage is she panicked and just got out of the car and went into the house, like crying hysterically, you know, what happened. And I think she was there alone. So she like called her dad and she was so distraught that she didn't go out to look at it. Um, But she left the car and drive. So it had, it, it kept oh, no. like pushing up against the back and it did structural damage. That's gotta be tens of thousands, they, right? I think they had to replace, I think they ended up having to replace the whole garage because the door was one thing, but when she left it in drive and just let it keep, just push, push, push against the back, oh, no. it did some structural damage. Well, if you have a story and you would like to share you or someone that you know, you can tell on your friends how much a child that you know has cost you, call us 800-434-5454 to properly provide for their families. Most people need 10 times the life insurance coverage that they get through their employer. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare quotes from over a dozen top insurers all in one place. Why compare? You could save $1,300 or more per year on life insurance by using Policy Genius to compare policies. The licensed experts at Policy Genius work for you, not the insurance company, so you can trust them to help you navigate every step of the shopping and buying process, and eligible applicants can get covered in as little as a week thanks to an award-winning policy option that swaps the standard medical team exam requirement for a simple phone call. Getting started is easy 
easy. First, head to policygenius.com, and in minutes, you can work out how much life insurance coverage you need and compare personalized quotes to find your best price. When you're ready to apply, the Policy Genius team will handle the paperwork and the scheduling for free. Head to policygenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius, when it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. I am so excited. My first pair of Rothy's is on its way to me. Yeah, you heard me right. I, a man, am getting Rothy's shoes. You've heard Callie talk about them for years now, but now Rothy's has men's shoes. These are the same durable, washable, better for the planet shoes that Callie wears and loves the ones that get rigorously tested during research and development, which means a shoe that does not lose its fit or shape or, or, or color after being washed over and over again. Rothy Shoes for Men is the right way to stay comfortable now that we have to start wearing real presentable clothes out in public. The world is opening back up. Rothy's wants you to know that not only are they comfortable and lovely to look at, but Rothy's best-selling selling shoe, The Point in Black, has over 5,000 near-perfect reviews online. Don't believe me? Go look at them. Step up your summer wardrobe with washable, sustainable, stylish shoes and bags for the ladies from Rothy's. Head to rothys.com slash upside to find your new warm weather favorites today, including shoes for men. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash upside. One thing I've done daily more the past year than ever is wear my earbuds. And on days where I jump from call to call to call or video conference to video conference to video conference, my ears hurt. And if you know, you know, ears are similar to fingerprints in that no two are exactly alike. And that's why your earbuds probably cause you discomfort or pain after a couple of hours of wearing them, or in my case, even one call. The ultimate ears Fits true wireless custom fit earbuds from Ultimate Ears are here to change that. Every single time I put earbuds in my ears, I'm instantly reminded that they were not made just for me because they never fit super well. Ultimate Ears lets you mold your earbuds to your ear and it's the coolest thing because you put them in your ears, a light comes on and you can feel them molding to your ear in just 60 seconds. I love them for conference calls and I know I can wear them on days where I have back-to-back calls and never be uncomfortable. Ultimate Ears Fits are the world's most comfortable earbuds. If you try Fits and don't love them as much as I do, no worries. Ultimate Ears offers a 30-day money-back guarantee. Plus, you'll get free shipping, free returns, and a one-year warranty. For a limited time, get 15% off your pair of Ultimate Ears Fits True Wireless Earbuds at ue.com slash fits. Use promo code UPSIDE at checkout, and that's going to give you 15% off with promo code UPSIDE at ue.com slash F-I-T-S. Here are my three random things brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers. Uh, According to a company called Acta Psychologica, Psychologically, yeah. I don't even know why I try to attribute these. Yeah, to I don't. I don't because I can never pronounce them. Yeah, because they're all way too smart for me. Well, it's a research journal that has to do with psychology. Uh, runners uh, are generally not stressed people, so they did a study on this and found that you can actually run away from stress. Running actually can be more relaxing than meditation because it combines the solitude 
of meditation Mm -hmm. with the repetition of breathing and footsteps Mm -hmm. and um, also the endorphins that come with physical activity. I would rather meditate. Yeah, so it's like a triple whammy. I've heard the same thing, and I used to feel this. I've thought when I did my triathlon back in 2012, Mm -hmm. one thing that I really, really enjoyed was early morning pool swimming. Yeah. And I think it was because of the repetition of the breathing. Like it was, it was very rhythmic. Yeah. And it was very, and I, and I, I'm a person who more often than not, when I'm going up or down steps, I'm like counting how many steps. Are you? Yeah. I do it all the time. And so I knew exactly how many breaths and how many strokes each lap of the pool was. Mm-hmm. And I would count, like if I was doing 800 meters, I would like know. kind of cathartic. Yeah. And I felt the same thing. So I bet that would apply to running as well. The problem with running is until I, I, I get better at it, I'm just thinking about how miserable it is. I hate running. Okay. I hate it. Uh, my second random thing is another study, this one by the Journal of Medical Internet Research, says that the more a person weighs themselves, the more weight they lose. If you keep a written journal of what your daily weight is, you'll lose more weight than if you uh, just keep track of it in your head. And you can increase the amount of your weight loss if that written journal also includes every single food that you put in your mouth. Oof, that sounds not healthy. But think about it. If you are forced to document it, like when I was upstairs with you a little while ago, I had a handful of those chocolate chips mm-hmm. that were sitting on the counter. Like if I was forced to go in to like the notepad on my phone and actually write down handful of chocolate chips, there's just a different level of awareness. Right. I get that. So this is the third study in the past year that says weighing yourself daily actually improves weight loss um, or increases the chance of consistent weight loss. And my third random thing. This hopefully is something that nobody will ever have to use. But if you find yourself in a car that's been submerged in water, know this. Your front headrest is probably removable and the steel bars of the headrest can be used to smash a window. Yep. I would never have thought about that. Yep. So again, I hope none of us ever need to rely on that fact. But- If you do find yourself in that situation, there you go. Those are my three random things. We've mentioned to you before that the weaponized hamster shirts are coming out very soon to everyone that can hear this. But right now, they're available to our advisory horde. Now, we have told you before, um, most of you probably know by now, that the weaponized hamster is our fake band. It's just flat out our fake band. And every year we hire a merchandise, a rock and roll merchandise designer. He does like all the band merch for like sticks and collective soul and, and bands like that. Um, we hire him to do the artwork. So it is for, you know, all intents and purposes, a real band shirt. And the best part about it is, is we get messages throughout the year from people who say, I was in line at the movies. I was in line at the grocery store. I was at a different concert and I was wearing my weaponized hamster t-shirt and people would say, what? I've never heard of that band. What is, what is that band? 
And then they just said, what is weaponized hamster? And then you just kind of smile to yourself and say, there's nothing on there that says the upside. There's nothing on there that says Callie and Jeff. As far as anyone outside of the club is concerned, and by the club, I mean this family, as far as anyone outside of this family is concerned, the weaponized hamster shirt is a real band. A band is yeah. is a tour shirt that you bought at a concert. I gotta say, I am extremely proud of the shirts this year because Hedgie. So last year, Hedgie—that's what I call the Hedgehog. Hedgie was in a VW bus. Yep. And he was—he had su- his sunglasses on. There's like another Hedgie in the back, and he is like rocking and rolling in the desert in his not. Did I say bug? The van. The yeah, VW the, van. Not a yeah, bug. the bus. The bus. This year, he is surfing. He is surfing and he's got his shades on again. And it's awesome. If you want to get your hands on the Weaponized Hamster shirt and you want to guarantee get it, the best way to do that is join the advisory horde, which you can do by going to CallieandJeff.com or by texting the word horde to 800-434-5454. Um, we throw a little love at the advisory hoard, um, every now and again in the form of merchandise discounts, especially on the heels of coming in number one on the podcast magazine list, which we did again, 14 months in a row. Insane. So if you want to take advantage of that discount and get your advisory hoard, uh, access, to the weaponized hamster t-shirt, sign up for the advisory hoard. You'll get immediate access. You'll get an email immediately. It'll tell you how you can get the shirt and how to take advantage of the discount. Uh, otherwise, you'll have to wait until August 8th, which is our two-year anniversary. And on August 8th at 12 noon, they'll be available to everybody. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. We do not do a lot of sports here on The Upside with Callie and Jeff um, because neither one of us are huge sports fans. But you can't avoid the Olympics. You cannot. It's and everywhere. And I get really inspired by the Olympics. Do you? I think it's super neat. I mean, it's just there's an energy in the air. I don't know. It just feels uh, It feels good. There's. A, this is... I think this is the second or third story like this that I've seen. And there have been so many great stories to come out of of Tokyo. Um, I saw the, the other day that two people were supposed to have, I think it was for the high jump, mm-hmm. or maybe the long jump, some jumping competition. And they were supposed to have a jump off. Like the two of them were tied. And they said, you know what? Can we split the gold medal? Can we each have a gold instead of doing a jump off? And the, the official was like, yeah. Yeah. You know what else was cool as I was hearing this story about this girl? I think it's maybe shot put. Okay. Something where you throw the disc. See? Told, that's discus. Okay, she's discus. That's what it is. Shot puts the, the ball thing. The ball. The iron ball thing. Yeah. The sh- yeah. Um, so <laughs> when I think shot put, I think um, the trunch ball from... Matilda, have you seen? No. no. You didn't read Matilda, Matilda Roll Down? No. No. Okay. Nope. 
Um, but this woman who was in the Olympics for discus was like a ballet dancer who was like, I think I'm going to try that sport and is now like in the Olympics for it. And now and I like think I she said, got a medal. There's meddling in discus. Uh, well, the story that I want to share is uh, I want this to serve. It's a bummer story, but I want it to serve as a reminder to everybody that the race isn't over until it's over. Because a Jamaican sprinter missed qualifying for the semifinals because she slowed down. She was so confident that she had won the race. She slowed down a little bit before the finish line and somebody beat her by like four one hundredths. No, four thousandths of a second. That hurts my heart. In the race. Like that's four that that's this. That's how long that is. That's the length of a snap, I think. So that's how much you she have got no by. idea. No, but it's quick. Like this is a second. One one thousand. This is four one thousand of a second. That's it. <laughs> so the point is, what we're all going to take away from this is the race isn't over until you've completely crossed the finish line. Don't let off the gas until you're there. Allie Jeff, it is Steve from Apopka weighing in on the great utensil debate. In a former life, 10th grade, I was a professional dishwasher for the now defunct Wags restaurant similar to Denny's. And we were taught that the handle goes down into the silverware basket. That way, if there's any water spots, it is on the handle and not on the working part of the utensil. Now, Callie, I'm on Team Callie with the whole wash a towel every so often. The kids here were washing towels every time they took a shower. And within 12 months, the towels were translucent and see-through. So Callie's correct. You're clean. All you're doing is drying off. It can go a few extra days. Keep up the good work. Bye. I love to save money. Love it, love it, love it. And if you tell me there's a way to save money that doesn't cost me any time or cash, I'm all about it. That's what Honey is. Honey is a browser extension that you install on your computer. And when you go to check out at any one of your favorite shopping sites, Honey scours the internet and plugs in a promo code or a coupon code into that little box, saving you money. It does it automatically. It works with like 30,000 or more online stores. I've saved money on shoes. I've saved money on clothes. I've saved money on tech equipment. And it's so simple. Plus, it's absolutely free. So I would highly recommend you today installing Honey on your device. If you don't already have Honey, you could straight up be missing out on free savings. It's free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you're going to be supporting this podcast, but you're going to be doing yourself a huge favor. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash upside. That's joinhoney.com slash upside. Good morning. I was calling about the silverware debate. And I am definitely Team Callie. My theory of putting everything, you know, downside, like forks down, knives down, everything, um, makes more sense to me because the dishwasher gets really hot, it gets soapy, it gets watery, and then it dries. And then when it's done, you take everything out by the handle. If you have everything right side up, you have to take your hand. Granted, you know, I'm sure people wash their hands before they take their silverware out, but... I don't want to touch all the forks and all the spoons and all the knives with the part that goes into my food. I want to grab it by the handle. It, it seems counterproductive to put something in a really hot, 
soapy place and then put your hands all over the part that's actually going in your mouth. Anyway, that's that's my two cents on it. Team Callie for this one. But I still love you, Jeff. Bye. Hey, good morning. I'm so sorry, Callie, but I agree with Jeff on two major, major issues. Number one, the egg carton. You've got to remove them symmetrical. But number two, have you ever seen a surgeon on television wash their hands? When they finish, they're always holding their hands up. I'm a nurse. We scrub. That's how we wash our hands. That's how your utensils go in the dishwasher, too. That's the way all the dirtiness falls to the bottom. So, yes, eggs are symmetrical and utensils times up. Everything up on the fork, spoon, butter knives, except the sharp knives. Have a great day. So am I an empath if, like, if somebody's crying, I cry because, like, one of the most annoying things that my body does, and sometimes I just don't even, like, I guess I feel it. I don't want to. I'm like, oh, my God, somebody's crying. It just makes me so upset, and, like, I cry, too. And then people are like, why are you crying? Like, (laughs) I don't know. It's weird. Hey, Callie and Jeff, I've had to pause today's episode. Um, Wanted to tell y'all, y'all should look into having Mystic Michaela on. She has her own podcast called Know Your Aura, and she can read people's auras, and there are different types of empaths, which she had an episode on that. So y'all could both be empaths and just be a different type of empath. Some empaths feel people's pain. Other people feel their emotions are affected by emotions, so they're different. there are different types, so it doesn't mean that you're not both. Y'all might just be different types. But love the show. Bye. Hi, Jeff and Callie. This is Kimberly listening to your episode about empathy. And to me, the easiest way to tell, and I am definitely one, is how you react when other people cry or feel pride. Uh, I cannot not cry if someone else cries or if I'm watching a child's dance performance and I see another parent feeling proud, I immediately feel that same sensation, the physical reaction um, that you cannot really prevent. To me, that's the best way to know if you're a true empath. Thanks a lot. If you do a kind act for someone your karma that you receive or your good energy that you put out in the world or whatever terms you want to put that in is not dependent upon the person completing that transaction with the intent in which it was given do the good deed and stay upsidey